0: All right, are y'all ready? Let's stand to our feet. Welcome Eddie James.
1: Lift those hands to the Lord all over the room. We love you, Jesus. I want everybody in this place that loves Jesus to just lift your voice begin to say words of love and adoration to him begin to pour your worship out on him come on break your silence just morning and tell him how much you love him we came for him he's the reason why we are here we came to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple come on lift those hands and more than that lift your hearts lift your gaze begin to worship him and honor him
2: Nothing else. Nothing else will
1: do. And I just want you. And nothing else.
3: they children, they're children, they're children.
1: lift your hands and sing that I'm going to see a victory I'm going to see a victory for the bad belongs to you now clap and praise the Lord if you believe that come on put your hands together the Church, it is an honor to be with you again this morning. We are so privileged to be here with you. We honor Pastor Rick Hawkins and his beautiful family for giving us this privilege. Can you praise God for them? Amen. We Thank you. and I pray that they're having an amazing time. And uh, listen, you're so beautiful. We appreciate you again for giving us this chance to fellowship with you and share with you what the Lord has done in and through us. Uh, We've been in an explosive season of revival in our ministry. And it's been absolutely incredible what the Lord has been doing in America. America is hungry for a move of God. They really are. I mean, we're having outdoor gatherings and we're seeing the Holy Spirit being poured out in a way that I have never seen. And I'm so grateful to be a part of what God is doing. Do you know this is a beautiful time to be alive? I'm telling you it's true. I know that we've had some crazy things happen in America, but you were brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. It's an awesome season to be alive. It's so incredible. So I'm excited about all that the Lord is doing. For those who are just getting acquainted with us, not only do we have a ministry of music and the arts, and we use that as along with the preaching of the gospel to declare the message of hope in Christ Jesus, we also have a ministry called Dream Life. Somebody shout Dream Life. And that's the ministry where high school and college age youth come to us out of addiction and street life and gangs and violence and, and dark lifestyles. Amen. And uh, we have about 20 to 25 young people that live with us full time. Some who've come for the ministry and uh, music and travel ministry and some who've come for our Dream Life program and I'm telling you, God is moving among our young people and it's just been extraordinary. Come on, give God praise for that. Amen. A little later on in in our time together, I'll have a Uh, a quick testimony of what the Lord has done uh, in some of our young people but I want every person in this room as we move forward in worship to believe for breakthrough this morning somebody shout breakthrough said it again breakthrough now, the man of God warned you earlier about how we praise. I was trying to soften you up a little bit for those who are just trying to recoup from COVID and kind of get back and, you know, get back involved in church and all of that. And you may not been in a gathering like this for a while, but now I'm going to break you out of your shell, okay? We're going to break you out of your shell. We're going to get you out of those chairs and get you into a place that's where you celebrate with passion. Amen? Psalms 149 teaches us let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands. And it says when you do that, you release vengeance upon your enemies. In other words, something about high praise is more than just energy. It's more than just passion. It's not just for young people. It's not just for new converts. But when people praise God with passion, when they clap, when they jump, when they shout, God uses your praise to break strongholds of the enemy. God uses your praise to tear down Jericho walls. God uses your praise to break open prisons that have held you captive. God uses your praise to let the devil know who's God, who's king, Who's Lord? So I need some people who are not concerned so much about the opinions of others when it comes to your extravagance and when it comes to your passion. I need some people with Holy on fire that don't mind giving God an excitement in your praise. Come on, somebody celebrate the God of your salvation. Come on, lift up your Set me free when I got this revelation. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas was in prison, and they began to pray, and they began to praise. When they began to praise, they weren't the only two in prison. There were others in the prison, but they didn't engage. They just looked at them. The Bible says the prisoners heard them. It didn't stop Paul and Silas from getting their breakthrough. See, I love this because sometimes as a worship leader, you look in the audience and there's some people you feel like they're the dead in Christ. They're the frozen chosen. Oh God. It's almost as if you have to say, Lazarus, come forth. So you got people in the audience that you're trying to stir them to celebrate the God that gave them the air they're breathing, the God that gave them the legs that they're standing on, the God that gave them the seat that they're sitting on, and this is how they look at you. But you know what? That's okay. Because it happened in Acts chapter 16. But the praise that was in Paul's silence was more powerful than the apathy and the indifference in the prisoners. In fact, it was so powerful that the Bible says everyone's shackles were loosed. Every prison came open. So don't worry about those who are not praising God. They may have bondage in their life. They may need you to pray for them. I just believe there's a praise and quest this morning I can set everybody in this room free. I can break every tackle. Destroy every yoke. Break every chain.
2: Come on, quest, give God and show!
1: Now by way of declaration, look at your neighbor next to you and say, neighbor. I need you to get some Holy Ghost in your spirit Get some fire in your belly Get some passion in your voice Get some passion in your eyes Look at your neighbor and say Neighbor I understand We have faced Some difficult times In recent days But I've got good news for you God said This is Your breakthrough season Somebody jump right through! Somebody say, breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Quest, I believe, for the church, this is your breakthrough season. Everything that's been hindering all that God has for you, it breaks in Jesus' name. You're going to put your foot on the promises of God this year. Somebody shout, breakthrough. Breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul, breakthrough in my weakness, breakthrough in my struggle. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough in my worship, breakthrough in my praise, breakthrough when I live and glorify Your name, breakthrough in breakthrough in You are the God.
2: You are the God of the breakthrough in my heart. Break through
1: season. Somebody give it a shout if you believe that today. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On your way to your seat, give somebody a high five and tell them it's your breakthrough season. It's your breakthrough season. Come here, Samuel. Amen. We'll take your seat for just a second. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I shared earlier part of our assignment is to establish a an ability for young people, high school and college-age youth, who are coming from very broken places, to find hope in life in Christ Jesus. And uh, Samuel, who's been with me here before, um, has an extraordinary testimony of the Lord bringing him out of some very dark places. I want him to take just a brief moment and share that. How many of you want to hear his story, amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
3: So my name is uh, Samuel Leviner. I'm 21 years old. I was born and raised in Rockingham, North Carolina. Um, I was raised in a church-going family, Christian background. I went to a, you know, a Christian private school my father was the assistant pastor, so, you know, he really drilled me with God's word and taught me how to live for God. And um, so at the age of 12, my sister went to prison for trafficking methamphetamines. And a lot of confusion came into my life because I was never exposed to that kind of lifestyle. So I was just confused about a lot of things. I had a lot of questions. I was young. And then skip to the 13, we went to church one Sunday morning, and the youth pastor told everyone that her and my father was having an affair. So even more confusion came into my life. You know, I was really battling to believe if God was real or God wasn't real, because everything my father was teaching me, he was living the complete opposite lifestyle. So whenever this happened, instead of the church trying to help my family, they bashed my family. So we stopped going to church altogether. So now I'm confused, I'm dealing with church hurt, my parents take me out of a private school. they put me into a public school, so now I'm getting exposed to different things, worse things you know porn, cussing, what drugs and alcohol is, you know all these things I'm getting exposed to and so I begin to get rebellious and I begin to hang around the wrong crowd in school and you know I start not caring as much about my about grades I wasn't respecting my parents as much and so in this rebellion stage of my life, you know, behind my parents' back, I start smoking cigarettes here and there. I start, you know, sneaking beer and stuff here and there, you know, just making that step into the dark lifestyle. And so, skip to age fifteen, uh, my mother and father they finally split up. At this point, you know, I'm drinking in front of my dad. I don't even care. My dad's drinking too. He's cussing and just living a complete opposite lifestyle of what I knew him to live. And so at my 15th birthday party, my father um, asked me to come get in the truck with him. And I went and got in the truck with him. And that's when my father introduced to me cocaine and marijuana and let me know that he was selling drugs and let me know that my grandfather was selling drugs. So I dropped out of high school. I began helping my father sell drugs. Him and my mom split ways. So like at this point in my life, it's like everything is just falling apart. The walls are coming, they're just caving in on me. You know, I felt like I had no, there was no hope for me. I had no future, like this was my life. It was just horrible. So to cover up that pain and that hurt and that depression and all this darkness, I tried to numb that pain with cocaine. And I began using cocaine behind my father's back. So whenever my father found out that I was using cocaine behind his back, he asked to do it with me. He said, look, we'll do it one time together and it'll be the last time. But that last time turned to two years, two years straight every single day. And there was a point in that um, cocaine addiction, There was I was up for seven days straight, high off of cocaine, no sleep. And one of my so-called best friends gave me this drug called Xanax to help me go to sleep. So I take this drug called Xanax. And... Um, I began getting these crazy thoughts, these dark thoughts, and I stole my father's pistol out of the safe. I took his keys off the nightstand, and me and my best friend shot up a family's house. That led led to me getting in a lot of trouble, um, led to me going to the psych ward to get help. So I go to this psych ward to get help, but instead of getting help, my psychiatrist begins to tell me there was no hope for me, that I had no future, I wasn't fit for society, I wasn't normal. This is who you are. So I believed these lies of the enemy, and that became my identity. So whenever I got out of the psych ward, my identity that was, I was a drug addict. I had no future. There was no hope for me, so why change? So, you know, I dive deeper into addiction. I'm getting addicted to different drugs. I'm getting addicted to pain pills. I'm in perversion. I'm just in this dark, wicked lifestyle. And there was this place that I got to where I was so desperate for change. I was so desperate. I didn't want to live the way I was living. There was no joy in it, there was no peace in it. And I began, no matter how high I was, no matter how drunk I was, no matter what situation I was in, at nighttime I, I began to get beside my bed and get on my knees and talk to God. And I would tell God, I'm like, God, if you're real, If you're real, I know this isn't who you've called me to be. I know this isn't who you've created me to be. I know this isn't my purpose. This isn't my destiny. But something's got to give. I want my family back. I want my life back. I want joy back. I want peace back. I'm tired of this. I'm tired. I cannot continue to go on. So... I'm praying this prayer every night, every night, and I'm not giving up. And I wake up one morning, I was. it was whenever I was 18, I woke up one morning, and I walk into the living room, and my mother and father was sitting on the couch. And that was the first time i seen my mother in three years. When her and my father split up, she was going through enough hurt and enough pain, I didn't want to dump all my problems on her as well, and let her know that, you know, once her innocent child is now a drug addict full of pain and hatred and anger i didn't want her to know that so i would ignore and dip and dodge her so when i seen her i was like super surprised i'm like you know mom what are you doing here and my father looks at me and he just begins to weep he begins to cry and he begins to say son i'm sorry please forgive me son please forgive me i'm sorry for failing you as a father I'm sorry for taking you down this dark path, this path of destruction. I'm sorry, son. Forgive me. But it wasn't me. It was the enemy trying to destroy my family. He said, but I'm not going to let it happen. Me and your mother's getting back together, and I'm giving my life back to God. So at the lowest place in my life, at the darkest place in my life where I was full of depression and suicidal thoughts and anger and hatred, getting high every night, having sex, God still heard my cry. He didn't look at me any different. He didn't hate me. He loved me. And he heard my cry. So I began to try to quit these drugs. And every time I would try to quit these drugs, I would run back to it because I would be so sick and withdraws. Skip to age 19. My sister gets out of prison. My father invites us to a service one night, a church service. And I was dealing with so much church hurt. I didn't, you know, the only thing I knew of church and, their pe- and, and church people was, you know, if you go through a battle or something bad, oh, you're dead to them. So I'm like, I don't want to be nothing like them people. I don't want to be nothing like church people. So I tell my father, I'm like, no. I'm going to go in there, a drug addict, you know, full of all these problems, and they're going to be like, get out of here, you know? So I'm like, no, I'm not going. But he begins to beg me, and then he ends up bribing me, and he's like, look, son, if you go to this church service, i buy you a new pair of Jordans. And he knew that would get me really good. So... He's like, look, I'll get you a new pair of Jordans. Just try. Just go. Just go. I'm like, okay, bet. I was going not expecting, you know, an encounter with God that would forever change my life. But I went to this church service high off of pain pills, high off of smoking weed. Smoked weed right before I got in the car, sitting on the back pew. I was there expecting to get a new pair of Jordans tomorrow. So I go and I'm sitting on the back pew. I'm high, I'm not focused, I can barely keep my head up, but they began to, Eddie so happened to be there though, and they began to sing this song, and in the song it says, I've seen you move, you move the mountains, I believe I'll see you do it again, you made a way when there was no way and I believe I'll see you do it again. And this feeling come over my body that I never felt before. It's, it was very unexplainable, and it felt better than any line of Xanax, or any line of cocaine, or any pain pill that I ever did, or any joy or blood that I ever smoked, or any bottle of alcohol that I ever drank, or any girl that I ever laid in the bed with, and I knew it was God. I knew it was God. Now, I, I opened my eyes and I see my mother, my father, and my sister all at the altar, with their hands lifted and I heard God tell me, son, I did it for your mom I did it for your dad I'm doing it for your sister son, it's time for you to get to that altar so I jumped up and I ran down to that altar, when I got down to the altar, Eddie's team began to pray for me, it was like I break the spirit of rejection, I break suicidal thoughts off of your life, I break depression off of your life I break addiction off of your life everything, everything that I carried to that altar that night was broken off of my life by the blood of Jesus Christ I walked through the two doors that night high out of my mind I went to that altar high out of my mind but I left filled with the Holy Ghost and I left filled with the most high and after that Eddie asked me to come join the team and I got with him January the 28th of 2019. I've been with him for two and a half years now, traveling the world, sharing the, the restoration power of Jesus, the delivering power of Jesus, leading worship. It's been amazing, and it don't stop there. Now my father and mother has also relocated to Tennessee and they're the director's over. Dream Life, our recovery program. They're the directors. They're leading that. just opened up a thrift store for Eddie. Me and my father was once selling and using drugs together, but now we travel the world together, and we rescue souls. It's just been beautiful. It's just been beautiful. And it it wasn't me. It was God.
1: Wow. Come on, give God praise for that story. Come on, Quest Church. Praise God for this. take you see for just a second I'm gonna share this word with you um church this is a little bit unusual for me um just hold the music for a second now the Lord's giving me something that I believe is tailored for this house and I'm used to preaching that's not such something that's uh that I'm not accustomed to but I really believe God showed me something and um are you ready to hear from the Lord? Yes. All right, so it came so quick. Starting yesterday, I was uh, in St. Louis and preparing for this moment and I feel like the Holy Spirit just invaded my hotel room and gave me this for this moment. And so I want to share with it. So I'm going to start with next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, right? And in Acts chapter 2, It starts up with words along these lines. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. I could just shout just quoting that right there. I could just so good. Somebody praise God for that. So this is found in what commentators or theologians would title this Particular book written by Luke, Acts of the Apostles. Following this book is Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Jude ending with the book of Revelation what happened between Romans and Jude specifically is the byproduct of this moment in Acts chapter 2 I am certain that when Peter, James, John and the other apostles gathered with the 120 in the upper room that they didn't know what they were about to give birth to. they didn't have a full revelation of what was to come. But they knew that what was coming was so big, so powerful, so earth-changing, so immense in measure that it took taking time to get in a place of prayer in an upper room so that what was to come could be birthed not by the flesh of men, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans through Jude could not be accomplished in the strength of man. You cannot with carnal means, approach such a spiritual assignment. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. Do I have a church this morning? So Romans to Jude is the byproduct of Acts chapter 2 verse 1 through 4. And as I am considering this As I said earlier, I had this presence of the Lord invade my hotel and all I can explain it is it's like a vision, like an open vision. And I envisioned that I went to my Bible, a paperback Bible. I'm not talking about an app. I'm talking about a paperback Bible. I went to my paperback Bible to go to the book of Acts. But instead of going to the book of Acts or it being called the book of Acts, and please hear my heart in this, because I in no way mean to lessen the uh, value or the the sacredness of Scripture. I am just sharing with you what I saw in a vision, okay? So in this vision, when I went to the book of Acts, instead of it saying the acts of the apostles, I saw the acts of Rick Hawkins and Quest Church and I said Lord what are you showing me and said I would go to Romans but instead of going to Romans I saw Quest in the name of a city I go to the next book I saw Quest in the name of a city I go to the next book go to Quest and I went through all specifically I would go through what others would call Paul's epistles or Paul's letters and as I am going through what would have been Paul's letters, it was as if God was earmarking for quests cities and sons. Yeah. <laughs> cities and sons that were to be birthed. Like I saw this spread coming from this location throughout not only this city or a city surrounding this community, but it would go to places that we would have no idea that God had that in his heart. But being led by those who carry the DNA. Those who carry the heart, those who carry the DNA, those who carry the very spirit of this place. Listen, I have not talked to anyone. I don't know what the vision of the house is. I don't know what is stirring. I don't know what God is doing in the life of my brother, Pastor Rick. I'm not sure what people have talked about here. I am just a messenger sent by God with this vision to release to you today that there are things on God's heart that God wants to release through this body of believers if you would say yes to it. Is there anybody that's willing to say yes to what God wants to do with Quest Church? Is there anybody? Okay, I see a few claps and a few hands. I'm waiting on a few more. Is there anybody that's a member of this house that's willing to walk in the fullness of God's purpose and design for this body of believers? Come on, put put a praise on that. Put a praise on that if that's your heart. There's a few things that I want you to take note of in Acts chapter 2 that the Holy Spirit said, I want you to release this in the house that I'm assigning you to this morning at Quest Church. I'm going to go through this scripture again. And I want you to notice some things. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all, Somebody shout all. All. So I want you to notice that reference. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all. There's that all again. Somebody shout all. all. It filled all the house where they're sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire, and it sat up on each. Each of them, each of them, and they were all. There is a call from God today for people to be all in. There are those who are members of Quest Church, but you're not all in. Church. There are those in this room, listen, and, and I, I want to be very careful because I understand that we live in a church era today where it is difficult to say words that challenge people. People are easily offended. People will post stuff on social media. There's a council culture in the body of Christ. But Because I have been sent as an oracle from heaven, I have to say what he told me, even if it doesn't sit well with some of you in this room. It's not because I want to create an enemy. I have a God that I am responsible to. I have to stand before him and give an account for what I say in this moment. I am not your mouthpiece. I am his mouthpiece. And I have to say what God told me to say. And the one thing that you can rest for sure is that I'm not trying to be a person of conflict or trying to ruffle feathers what i am trying to do is push you into purpose i am trying to activate all that god has put on the inside of you and there are those of you all here this morning some of you that are watching by live stream that there is more that god is asking of you you're not all in yet, and this is the season where you get rid of distractions, get rid of stuff that does not matter. God wants all. God wants all. God wants all. God wants, God wants all. God wants all. God wants all. God wants 100% tithing. God wants 100% attendance. God wants 100% people who will give their. They were all with one accord in one place. What would have happened if they chose division instead of unity? Would we have Romans if that was the case? Would we have 1 Corinthians if that was the case? Would we have Galatians and Ephesians? What is God hindering waiting on you to give all? What is God holding back out of mercy? Not, not, Not necessarily out of judgment. He wants to give you What he has in his heart. But he is waiting on you to be all. Well, I would, but so-and-so offended me. It doesn't matter. I would, but I was hurt by the... Doesn't matter. I would, but I have had a bad... Doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit can take care of all of that. All God is asking of you is for you to give all. There were all... With one accord, get your eyes off yourself. And get it on what God wants to do. Get your eyes off of your past and get it on what God wants to do. Get your eyes off of who offended you and get it on what God wants to do. Get your eyes off of you trying to figure it out and put your eyes on what God wants to do. God is not asking for your opinion, He's asking for your obedience. I'm going to say that again. God is not asking for your opinion, He's asking for your obedience. He wants all. And this is what happened when they were all on the same page. When they were all with one accord, with one heart, one focus, one vision. Everybody say one. Shout one, 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 one. When they were all one. I'm not talking about a black church. I'm talking about one church. I'm not talking about a white church. I'm talking about a one church. I'm not talking about a CCM or gospel. I'm talking about one. We are saved by one God with one blood, with one cross. One! And they were all with one accord. Suddenly. Anybody besides me ready for a suddenly... Anybody ready for a suddenly? You know what? Heaven is more ready than you are. He's just waiting for you to be one. Now, I'm not saying that there's division as in gossip and backbiting, though. I'm sure that there's a row of y'all in here. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm talking about not just showing, service starts at 10, you show up at 10, 15. Okay. There's Bible study, you don't come. Small groups, you're not there. I'm not talking about, there's not, I'm not speaking to those who may have real legitimate reasons working and things of that nature. But I mean your heart is not fully on the same page with what God wants to do. And you feel justified because you have all of these reasons why you think God is okay with your lack of all. There's a suddenly that God wants to release. Sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty when I need to press through this because there's there's a response that God wants out of this house. There's a response that God is looking for. Because there is a Romans with your name on it. There's a, there's a Timothy with your name on it. There's, there's a Galatians with your name on it. there's a Titus with your name on it. In other words, quests, you have not even scratched the surface of what all God wants to release through you. You think you've seen miracles. Oh, all, all God did was just give you a commercial of what's to come and God is saying can I get all they were all with one accord in one place I want to park right there for just a second do you not know it's possible for all of us to be in the same space while not being in the same place okay here it is, you got some engaged in worship and others looking. Some praying, some are thinking about their roast in their oven. And you know what? It's the trick of the enemy. He wants to distract us. He wants to distract because he knows the power of unity. Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. He commands a blessing. In other words, heaven opens up over a people who are all focused. So he'll throw all kinds of stuff. Anybody ever besides me was praying or praising and there's some crazy thought coming and you're like, what am I doing in the name of Jesus? What am I doing? You have to take captive those thoughts. all with one accord in one place the Son of the came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house there are days coming where the whole house from the pulpit to the sound man will be wrecked under the power of the Holy Spirit days are coming It's not just because we're Pentecostal and charismatic. It's because of the Romans and the 1st Corinthians and the 2nd Corinthians that God wants to so fill you with him that this is... And God showed this to me. He said, say this to to the house of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, say this to them. I'm going to give you supernatural grace to touch people groups that you thought you could never touch and I'm going to bring the most advanced technology with the people groups, with the people support, with the skill sets to fulfill the assignment that I am giving you. You will not lack people resources. You will not lack tech resources. You will not lack financial resources. What I need from you is all. What I need from you is all, it filled all the house where there is sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and it sat up on each of them. In other words, there wasn't a person in the room where the fire didn't hit them. There wasn't a person in the room that didn't speak in a different language. But it also meant there wasn't a person in the room that God did not use to minister with that language to somebody else in that city. What am I saying? If you think the ministry is about what happens up here, you have misunderstood why we're up here. We're up here to equip you. For now the last thing, and, and I'm a big boy, if somebody needs some help with this, I'm gonna ask, Heath, and I'm going to ask uh, Ricky to come with me because the Lord said do this. And this is going to be very unique for me. Come quickly. I need you really bad to do this. I love these men. When you're still on one side of me and the other still on the other side of me. And as I do this, this is what he's asking Because I believe that God wants to come close. God wants to do a supernatural work in and through you. God wants to invade your dreams. God wants to give you angelic visitations. God wants, listen, I, anybody in the room that is a bit ashamed or embarrassed about the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit, this church is going to make you uncomfortable. Because the power of God is about to do things among you that statistics say you should not be that big doing that. You shouldn't have that size of congregation while still allowing people to fall out and speak with tongues at an altar like this. You should not have this kind of move of God and then still be able to maintain these kind of people. It's because God is not trying to fall on a few He wants to fall on all. So there's there's a posture. Cities, sons, that God wants to release through quests. There's a posture of seeking that God wants to establish. I know that there are people here who pray. I know that there are people here who seek the Lord. You can feel it. You can tell that there are people here who pray. But God does not want prayer warriors to be limited to a specific committee. Right here. This is the posture. Now maybe everybody can't physically do it. I wish I could do this all the time. I gotta lose a little weight to get there. But I'm on my way. I just love fried chicken a lot so <laughs> But listen There's a posture There's a groaning and moaning posture There's a crying out to God posture I'm talking about learning how to linger in his presence I'm talking about laying before the Lord more than just 10 minutes They were 10 days in this posture. We want God to change the world while we only give him an hour and 10 minutes. Because I see a room full of people not just gathering on Sunday morning but gathering for a prayer meeting. And I see men leading the way. And I see men leading the way at an altar like this on their knees and on their face saying God we need a move of your spirit God save our daughters God deliver our sons God set this city on fire, no music, God set Norman, set Oklahoma city, God we need Oklahoma as a state on fire, God change our city, change our government. God, heal the alcoholics. God, deliver the addicted. God, those who are wrestling with transgender issues. God, those who are dealing with same-sex attraction. God, those who are bound in the streets. God, we need a move of your spirit. Now I'm going to lay on my face until I get some men at this altar. I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to get up off this stage until I got some men from Quest Church that wants what God wants to do in this church bad enough that you will get in this posture and you will lead the way as men and say God as a man as one you have placed as a leader in this house and a leader at my home. God as one you have placed as a man of God. I will get on my face. I will seek you God. I will do the upper room experience i will posture my heart for he that comes to god must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him where's the man at where's the man at men open up your mouth oh there's nothing like the sound of men in intercession there's nothing like the sound of men in intercession. We need men in intercession. We need men that will cry out to God. We need men that will call on the name of the Lord. This is what Peter did. This is what James did. This is what John did. Paul says, I pray more than you all. I pray in the Holy Ghost. God give us men who pray. Yandaroboko Yandarababase he cut ta la bo koshe kaba run da rambabana do boshe eta mama mama se what we're doing now let this be what we do in our bedroom. Men, what we're doing now, let this be what we do in our offices. Men, what we're doing now, let this be what we do in our living room. Men, what we're doing now, may this be the heart we have when we drive down the highway. When we drive down the streets of this city, may we pray. May we pray in the Holy Ghost. May we have the heart of intercession. May we, God, release groanings and moanings that cannot be uttered. God! this house to pray god start man in, in this house to pray ya yeah. top top ba ke ha la ba ba shake ba sa lift it up there's nothing like the sound of men. This is what we'll change our sons. This is what we'll change our daughters. This is what we'll break the back of racism. This is what we'll break the back of addiction. This is what we'll break gang violence. This is what we'll break the enemy off of a generation. Is when men, when men lift up their sound of intercession this is not just for women this is not just for older ladies who have been retired and don't have nothing else to do men ought to always pray men ought to always pray men ought to always pray now ladies I want you to join us whether you're at your seat or you can find a place at this altar. But I need everybody that's a part of this church that want to see a move of God like you've never seen it before. Take the next 30 seconds to a minute and get on your face before God and let's turn this Sunday service into an upper room prayer meeting. Let's turn this Sunday morning service into an upper room groaning meeting, an upper room intercession meeting. God, we get on our face. We see You, Jesus, we sit at your feet saying, God, we need you, Jesus. Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus we need you Jesus come on pray in the Holy Ghost fill this room with intercession everybody that can do this fill this room with intercession God raise up a church like this that sees this as the joy and the treasure of their heart that the throne room is our favorite place to be God let there be nights where hours we spend in your presence seeking your face God This is the only way revival happens. This is the only way places are shifted. This is what it takes to take a city that's in darkness and bring the light of your glory. We need to pray i see it jesus i see it jesus i see what you're trying to do god i see the many locations i see the sons and daughters that you're raising up God. I see the heart of Pastor Rick. I see the passion you put in his soul. I see the vision you place in his heart. Let it be Jesus. Let it be Jesus. May it be birthed through intercession. Let it be birthed through supplication. Let it be birthed through moanings and groanings. Let it be birthed through praying in the Holy Ghost. Let it be birthed in the Spirit, God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 this is what happens before the suddenlies. This is the sound before the sound of heaven. This is what God is looking for. Ho ra baba bashela bo. Ho ra baba bashela da ba. He karaba baba sheta la baba lakaya. Ho ra baba bashela rolo bo. fill all the house God. Fill all the house. 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 May they all be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost take over the whole house. Let everybody that came in this room leave filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus. <laughs> 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 <Whoo. speaking in> Shatabakata. <Spanish> In a few moments, you're going to get up. In a few moments, you're going to get up. But when you stand up, I want you to stand up with a shout in your belly and I want you to release it believing that everything that God wants to do he's going to do it through this house and he's going to use you to do it because you said in your heart God I'm all in I'm all in I'm all in I'm all in I want to be on the same page as Pastor Rick I want to be on the same page as the vision of this house I want to be on the same page as to what you're doing in this people in this city and in this community. I want to be on the same page. I want to be with one accord in this one place. When I count to three, I want you to stand on your feet and I want you to give a shout to God. I believe the revival is about to hit this city. He's about to hit this community. God's going to use Quest Church to usher in one of the greatest awakenings this region has ever seen before. When I count to three, get on your feet and begin to shout one, two, three. Come on. get on your feet. Release a shout! 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 Yeah! Come on, come on,
0: come on! Don't let it die! Don't let up in the atmosphere, something's breaking up in the spiritual level of this community right now through your shout, I need you to let it out, let it out. spiritual principalities in this region that are shaking right now because they know something in this building is breaking out. Hey! those of you who have been a part of quest for the last six months if you didn't hear confirmation of the word of god today then then you just wasn't listening and you need to go back and watch it because you already know the prophetic word that was declared in this house for 2021 was one was one was one that's how we started the year that's how we started the year. Just last week, Pastor Rick put a demand on his people to start praying and praying for real. Moanings and groanings that words cannot utter. I'm gonna tell you what the problem is in this region and even in this whole state is a familiarity with the spiritual things of God. Every, you don't find people that need to get saved in Oklahoma. Everybody's saved in Oklahoma. Everybody think they saved. And they think they've grown up in the spirit and need to let go of childish things like shouting and speaking in tongues and spirit, seeing the spirit of God released on the people. Well, I'm telling you right now, God's putting a demand on our house to take strides forward and see a move in this place. So when you shout, when you praise, when you get on page with what God is about to do, we're not going to see revival in these four walls. We're going to see revival in this whole community. I dare somebody lift up a shout. Hey! All right, lift your hands. Let's let's pray and seal this come on let's pray and seal it i know we've been praying for 15 minutes but can you tarry with me for just a few more god right now as a community as a church family as your followers as your disciples god right now we ask you to forgive us forgive us for taking your move for granted forgive us for being too familiar with the things of god god help us open our eyes the eyes of our understanding to see what you have in store for this community and for this church god i pray that the fire we feel today from your word and from the spirit of god would not flicker out as we walk out the doors But God, as the forecast tells us there's rain for the next 10 days, I God, I see it as a spiritual sign that you're about to pour out blessings and revival on your people in this region. So we submit to you, we submit to your agenda and we say, We're all in. Come on, somebody say it, we're all in. We're all in, we're all in. in. We want to see you move. We want to see people's lives changed. We're ready to see this nation turn around and get back on track. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. One more time, put your hands together and give God a shout of praise.